Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Norm. And today we have an interesting show because this is the first one that we're doing actually in 2021, in the new year. And already quite a few things has been happening. We got the riots over on That's crazy. Capitol Hill. Insurrection. We, we have Trump not going to Biden's inauguration report, yeah. but Pent, but Vice President Pence was invited, and he will be going. Biden said he would be very glad to have him there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also quite fascinating turn of events. Yeah. Um, obviously, for those of you who've been following the news, there's been some friction in the camp, and Trump and Pence may. Not be seeing eye to eye as um, the way it appears before. Uh, so much. We have cryptocurrency going ballistic. That's yeah, picking up where it left off uh, towards the tail end of 2020 in December. Yeah. yeah. Crypto, I believe for the year, if you look back 12 months, I think Bitcoin's up as of today uh, 400% within the last 12 months. And uh, number two coin, Ethereum. Uh, over in cryptocurrency is up over 700 percent and they're still rising yeah the tide is still rising and uh, we'll get into all that fun stuff but first we're gonna take this opportunity to thank some of our patreon members eric steven um louis and uh, don thank you for uh, contributing and making this show what it is you know we're very appreciative because you know we're we're continually pushing to make better content and thanks to you guys yeah and you know what that also motivates us whether it's a dollar or whatever it's just it's just a gesture that makes us go damn it's like when you hold the door open for someone and they say thank you you're just like yeah that's that's cool yeah you know versus when they don't you're just like damn i should have never held that damn door open for your ass i i mean like i never really think that i was like they don't say anything then you know karma is gonna hit them in the ass so uh but yes this is uh you know it it does it does uh help us uh, make better content for you guys so thank you very much it kind of makes me go damn like people are actually number one watching it i mean watching it's not, listening and, and taking some and then going yo you know taking time out the day yeah. to say yo i'm gonna send you a little bit you know it's not much but this is what i can can help you guys with or you know thank you guys and and um you know it really means a lot uh, the action of it not how much you're giving but just the action of it just says something and uh you know thank you certainly appreciate it yeah awesome so let's get into it, man. Yeah. What do you want to dive into first? Oh, let's dive into the insurrection at the Capitol. That's what's happening. Okay. That's what's on the news, and that's crazy. A few seconds into it, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, this isn't just a, a normal, protest. Yeah, normal protest. Right, and then what looks like a riot, and then I see um, you know, clips on social media where uh, police officers are backing up. You know, they're retreating. And then you see members of the Senate locked in, barricaded into a room, uh, well, a large conference room, yeah. and having these um, big plastic bubbles around their head, I guess yeah. is for any kind of gas attack. Gas, yeah. Right. If you saw some of the images from the news clippings and from social media, you saw that like, you know, they were busting in. You see one cop who was like trying to get away from a group of uh, rioters. And he's backing up with swinging, telling them to back up, but they just kept coming. 
up the stairs kept charging and it was scary for him because he was throughout the whole clip and there was some guy recording it from behind but Mm -hmm. he was just alone by himself so obviously he was scared and he was trying to find some backup but backup wasn't there and the crazy thing is there was so low police presence you you kind of think like yo that's crazy yo this is like some kind of inside job or some people called out specifically not to come in it it's insane. Are there rumors of that? There's rumors of that. Yeah, there's rumors where um, there were the, the National Guard was um, asked to come in, but uh, they decided last minute, three days before, that it's not necessary Who? because the Capitol Police they 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 were presented uh, for uh, additional backup. So they the gave that order like, "Hey, don't go." We don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need additional backup. That's the Capitol what? Police. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. In addition, I mean, I've, I've heard... Uh, Wait, is that a fact or is that or just a rumor? Is n- that conspiracy? No, 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 no that's, that's a fact. They, they denied additional, uh, um, additional uh, bodies to uh, protect or just guard the Capitol building. Why? Shouldn't that be investigated? It's, it is being investigated. Is it? Yeah, it is being investigated. There's some, there's some gross negligence that happened where there weren't enough uh, protection during the, during the protests. I mean, there was more protests during the, you know, Black Lives Matter uh, uh, marches. Than oh, it way was more. Here. Way Bro, more. Can you imagine if it was a BLM protest there? I, I think there would be more deaths. Deaths. Uh, Without people, a doubt. Yeah. More deaths, way more arrests. And more, it would have been instant arrests. And, and more aggressive policing. Bro, there would have been tanks. There would be tanks, <laughs> tear gas. Yo, it's insane, the double well, standard. They, in order, there was tear gas. Yeah. It, I mean, just let's, just let's go back to the, uh, the Black Lives Matters protest. They were prepared. They had police with uh, militarized gear ready to stop any any uh, deterrence. When you have uh, this, you know, Trump, pro-Trump uh, rally where you saw people wearing milit- uh, bulletproof vests, they were carrying weapons. They had IEDs planted. That's insane. That's to me. scary. That is scary. Yeah, yeah, I heard there was like a van full of it. Oh, a van? I, I heard there were like or, book bags around the, um, the, the DNC and RNC offices, like planted right outside the building. So it was did, really how close to get the away with building. that and just march right in with the Confederate flags and go into Pelosi's desk, mm-hmm. taking a piece of letter. How did they get away with that? Not just, not just taking. And then posting on social media, being braggadocious about right. it, thinking that nothing's going to happen to you. That's insane. The, yeah, I didn't say that. The, the, the privilege the audacity. involved with that and the, and the audacity and the entitlement. You, did you see video clips of uh, people who broke into the chamber? They were actually taking photos of documents. No. Yeah. And they were taking documents from the chambers. So you have to understand, like, we, we're, what, what are they taking pictures of? What, what are they taking away from the chambers? Is this important to, uh, you know, our democracy that this is happening? I'm curious to how this will play out. In regards to what measures will be taken into punishing the people who broke the mm-hmm. law. Now, I understand the protests. I, they have every right to protest yeah. and be there just with any other protest. But then to break in somewhere and considering where they broke in and how they broke in and the vicious attacks... Um, I mean, didn't a police officer die? Yeah. Then they drag him out and beat him. 
Yeah, yeah. Today? He died of his injuries at the hos- uh, at the hospital. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's other deaths too, but um, they, some were like emergency, like they had a heart attack or something. But there was a woman, a protester, a rioter, who tried to go through a window and then she got shot and she, she died as well. So that's unfortunate. You know, that should never happen. Right. Um, but people, people did get hurt. Um, and the crazy thing is, like, um, from what I've been reading... There were, there were off-duty cops and military firefighters. Personnel. They were at the, they were part of the riot, and they actually flashed their badges trying to get in. Some were taking selfies with the on-duty uh, police officers, Capitol Police, that were there. But what do you mean selfie? Like they, they were smiling too. The police officers yeah. that were on duty, like hey, yeah, like it's all good. We're buddies, buddy, and buddy. What? That's crazy. And you have like it it's just suspicious to me is is that were they part of this or were they just gross negligent and just like okay, we didn't think anything of it. You know, they were peaceful at that point and then, you know, they wanted to just come closer so we let them in. You know, they were flashing badges. Right there is just a show of two Americas and and the crazy part is both sides think they're on the good side and mm-hmm. the other side is evil. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing. Like, they're not purposely trying to be evil. In their minds, they think that they're the good guys and that they've been jerked. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, they're not trying to be evil. They're, they really they, believe what they believe. They believe that they're fighting for yeah. justice and good against the evil mm-hmm. that are rigging the system. So they're going hard at it. Yeah. but right? you, I'm, I'm just trying to... Probably a little, you know... Psychology behind the thinking of why this happened? Inherently, they think that they're doing the right thing. Right. Even though it's clearly wrong. Right. Even though it's clearly wrong. But enough of them get together and they, they're they in this echo chamber of, of news mm-hmm. telling them that, yo, this is bullshit. Yeah. And that your votes... You it was know, stolen. It was stolen, and we won the election. So we thinking, you know, we're thinking our team has lost when our team was supposed to win, and the refs were playing for the other team, so to speak, right? Yeah. And so they're gonna, you know, this is their protest, but that that would have been fine. Protesting is fine, but to take it to that level where they're just embarrassing the government, mm-hmm. going in there as a show of force, like it has never been done before terrorizing the place this is the first of an insurrection in u.s history killing a police officer yeah that's wild just imagine if that happened in blm you know that's oh it's over yeah it's over it's over they'll be like lockdown total lockdown martial law in dc but the thing also the thing is like i personally don't think that this riot would have happened i mean there would be protests there would be talks of you know insurrection but action wouldn't have been taken if president well the trump the leader of the free world didn't go on national tv to say like hey and instigate it and instigate this this and so that's why he's been banned from like everything he's been banned from reddit twitter pinterest (laughs) Pinterest, (laughs) spotify yeah bro the only thing that's available to him is only fans and you know (laughs) you have to you have to get store or parlor i didn't even know about parlor i didn't know about parlor either this is where all the uh right wing so what what is parlor for those it's a listening. social media um, communications tool uh, that for the right for the right for wing. the extreme right. Well, the majority like of people who use it are right wing. 
extremists. Right. So, um, and everything, and basically Amazon. I mean, like it goes off servers of Amazon. So they Amazon is basically saying, "No, we we won't store your data anymore." You know. All right. So let's get into that. Right. Let's get to the point where people are going because there's there's two sides to this now. They're going all right with the whole Twitter banning and all you know every every other company. Uh, major fortune company on social media feels like it's their social responsibility to cancel Trump mm. and limit his reach. So they're basically taking away his his uh, what what's that thing? The megaphone, My, yeah, right? The megaphone. They're taking away his megaphone. <clears throat> Still has a voice, but they're taking away his megaphone. Uh, he has a, a about a week left in office before Biden gets inaugurated, and they're just trying. And there's a whole, whole other issue. They wanna they wanna take the twenty fifth amendment and uh, have him resign, fire his ass. Right, so that he can't run again yeah. for twenty twenty four. If a president is impeached, they won't be able to run again mm-hmm. because you better believe in twenty twenty four Trump oh, is yo, coming, he's back. coming back. <laughs> he's coming oh, back. Like, he is not going away. All right. Um, so they're trying. I guess. But then think about it. If you impeach him, there's a, it's a double-edged sword, though. Let's say mm-hmm. they are able to do that. Can you imagine the uprising of the, the, however X amount of percentage of America that voted for him? Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. It's We're going to be in for a wild ride if that happens. But the thing is, it's always been a wild ride. I think it's just It's going to be even crazier is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If they're going, Mike... Because if you... You're taking away their hope. If Trump is allowed... Just to finish his term, they're going, all right, bitch, in four years, we're going to get him back in office stronger than ever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? But if you impeach him and he can't run again in four years in 2024, you took away their hope, I think it's their more savior. Da- I think it's they're going to da- go hard. I think it's more dangerous to have him have that microphone, the megaphone, than, than, than just like not actually have him. Well, that's why him. a lot of these companies shut him down. But what yeah. I'm saying is if you impeach him, and you take away that hope. That hope. They're gonna. I I have a feeling it's there's gonna be a lot of. Uh, this is only gonna be the beginning. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of resentment because those and people are not. Whole, they're not gonna be quiet. They're gonna they're gonna push back. They they're won't gonna, be as strong. They needed they needed someone to be on their side, specifically the leader of the free world. What I'm saying is that there's groups out there, and if Trump gets impeached, there's gonna be a group that's gonna want to use that as fuel mm-hmm. to to build power in a large coalition of people yeah to fight against a common enemy yeah that they've built i think that's gonna happen either way e- either way i rather with hope that at least they say they can't fuck shit up yeah until 2024 that's what i think mm-hmm. right if you impeach trump then they have hope at least we could get him back in power we'll, we'll be back uh driving the car we'll be back cruising the ship there's the, you know we'll be the captain of it but if you take away that they're just gonna they're gonna go crazy i think well i i see it what as do they have like, to lose well i see it like like the double-edged sword right so it's sort of like you take off the head you know if you take off the head it might not grow back you know this 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 uh enemy this this creature this monster will not grow back that's that. That's the way I see it. But there's no. also there's also I think the you other take point. off the head. I think something else Another would comes grow. up. Yeah, I mean, we just saw what we saw on Capitol Hill. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Yeah, but when you cut the the head off, it's gonna slow things down. It might grow back, it, and it might 
you know, something else might take its place, but you're going to slow the process. And in that process, I think, I believe, I strongly believe that we'll have, if we continue fighting this, we'll have a, a lead into fighting all this, you know, this negativity, all this uh, racism. It, it's not going to go away, but we can slow it down. I think muting him slows it down. Mm. Muting him, but I, I, you know, the point is to stop something. You, you don't want... You want to prevent something to ever happening like that, right? I, I just don't believe that that's the way. I, it's it's going to we're just we're just kicking the can down the street. You know, eventually it'll catch up to us. You know, yeah. we're just gonna have to face it head on. So I, I mean, I don't have the answers. Well, it's I, not I mean, that like, hey, hey just, I, I I want it to happen that that him to get impeached, but it's not gonna happen. He only has what two weeks left in office. It's you know less, less, but, yeah, like a week left. But here, here's here's the thing: how do you feel? How do you feel about the major platforms being able to restrict his speech? With Trump, it's sort of like you have to throw all these all all these like rights out the window almost. Because he just, he created this whole, like, different reality where he's using it to cause damage to our livelihood. So, I mean, honestly, like, when it comes to free speech, and I'm, I'm proponent for always to be free speech. And we spoke, to, spoke about this, like, in depth about how comedians say shit and then, you know, they get canceled. And I'm like, you know, they, they're comedians. So what? Um but when it comes to like a situation where people are getting hurt and you see destruction, I, I honestly, I, I think in Trump's particular case, he's a special, he's a special animal. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't speak for any other, anyone else, but this guy is, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, for his particular case, you know, take take away his free speech. Isn't that a slippery slope? Yeah, it is. It is. But it's very dangerous. I'm very cautious when because I say that. Because now that they can do that and you know that... They, and I get it. It's a private company. They're able to do whatever they want. If you don't follow their terms and conditions, I get it. I get it. I'm not saying that I'm... But, or, or I'm just the idea of America that we should be able to speak against... Our government, if we're not feeling it, of course, right? yep. We should be able to speak against corporations. Mm-hmm. We should have the freedom. That's what makes America America. That we can voice our opinion, opinion, and not get arrested for it or death sentence or whatever. We could get canceled. I get that, right? But we should at least be able to express ourselves I, for better or worse. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And taking away Donald Trump's ability to do that, doesn't that go against what we stand for as a comp? Not a, I shouldn't say as a company, but as a country. There has to be some. If we're going to put a filter on him, there there has to be some sort of repercussions to what he did. You know, there there there's a difference between free speech, where you're ex- expressing your opinions. And there's a difference between inciting and giving instructions to people to cause damage to our, to our livelihood. I mean, there 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 is a fine line, right? But then when I think about like like Hitler and World War II, he you Hitler and the and the Nazi Party they fucking use the propaganda to their advantage. Right. Okay? So here's the thing: one wouldn't. What if the other side does that though? Mm. Right. Wouldn't they be able to push their agenda mm-hmm. and promote certain propagandas that 
are within their interest. Mm-hmm. Of course, there, there's it's been happening from both sides anyway. Right. For, so to, to push their agendas. One of the first steps I've ever seen. So many companies did to shut someone down. Yeah. If all these companies, these competitors, they they agreed to shut this guy down, there has to be something wrong, right? There has to be something wrong. If all these companies, Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, uh, all these uh, social media companies like TikTok, they're all shutting him down. Come on. Here's the irony. Come of it. on. Here's what's funny is that Trump was trying to shut TikTok down. <laughs> and <he> said, <laughs> and, I'll shut you down. And TikTok say. shut Trump down. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. He it's was just, to... it's a bit of irony in life, you know. Oh, and it, but, shit. But, but that's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's actually beautiful. Oh, that's, the that's ironic poetic. Of it, yeah. Isn't that poetic justice? Yes. Oh, man. Crazy stuff, man. I'm, again, I'm not, you know, I want to make it clear. I'm not for spreading hate on social media. Mm-hmm. But I am for freedom of speech. Yeah, me too. And I just don't know where that line is because I don't want hate to be spread and wrong messages where people are improperly educated from either side, right? And and then it results the end result is that a lot of people get hurt and could have been easily avoided. I don't know if this is the right thing to do. Well, you, Short term, it, it looks like it's the right thing to do. Short term, it yeah. looks like, yo, shut his fucking accounts down. Shut him the fuck up. Look yeah. what the hell's going on. Right? He only has a few more like days in office and who knows what the hell he's going to do. He's so unpredictable. So let's just shut him down. Yeah. Right? That's one. But then, then it can start down a very slippery slope. Like, oh, let's shut this guy down too. Let's shut this guy down yeah. too. And then what are we going to do? And then what we're, now we could put laws into place mm-hmm. where people can't, like very loose laws that are vague in their construction or the literature and, and start putting people where we can crucify them just for saying something or having an idea. Mm. So we're going to go backwards now. That, that's what I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my concern. It's a slippery slope. Like, how do we determine who we're going to silence? Whose freedom of speech we're going to take away if they're not breaking any laws? So you think that Trump didn't break any laws? I mean, obviously. if I I, no, Trump is, you know, we both agree like where where we stand on that. But what I'm saying is a slippery slope, Mm -hmm. you know, because now that we've done this, now we could do something else. We could begin to cancel other people. Yeah. It's already happening. I mean, didn't they do that with Alex Jones and... Where they shut down every single one of his social media accounts. Yeah, because he, in was, his interviews. he was like peddling like false information and disinformation and stuff like that. But the, the the thing is, like, I think there is a slippery slope once you put laws into place to censor people. I mean, censorship. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I I believe that uh, people will always fight back and to question those censorship laws. I mean, no matter what, it, it could be like uh, Edward Snowden releasing <laughs> secrets. To, to the public, you know, military secrets to the public because thing, uh, the government was spying on us, right? So through our own technology. So there will be people who will counteract that kind of censorship. It's just that, you know, I, I go back to this case, you know, when you censor a, a particular uh, uh, person like Trump, I go back to an incident, what happened at the Capitol. Um, the Capitol Police, he was, a, he was a black man. He's a black man. 
And when he was running away from those protests, I mean, rioters, they were calling him like derogatory names. They were calling them N-word. And so if, if Trump is the person who incited a, an incident like that to, for a person to fear for their life, then he should be canceled. He should be uh, restricted from these platforms. I, it's a case-by-case case basis, I think. But in this particular case, he, he should be canceled. Common sense in the short term, that makes incredible sense, right? Yeah. And it seems like it's the right thing to do. Something has to happen, though. But, but in what, the long term, if that starts, if we start moving the, the needle or the goalposts every single time and we make exceptions or we, pick, we get to start picking and choosing uh, on what ideas we want to promote and right. leave behind, yeah. that can become very dangerous within itself as well. Yeah. So short-term win, long-term lose, question mark? It's, it's a question about right and wrong, I think, in this case. You know, it could be, it could be a slippery slope when it comes to being how legal it is to censors, you know, censorship. But, you know, um, 2021, what do we expect? 2021. So, so far we got that and we also have cryptocurrency. And it's been booming. So if you, if you got skin in the game... You're probably super happy, super jumping up and down, happy and popping champagne. I guess that's when we entered sort of what they call a bull market. And that's when the tides are rising. Mm. Your investments, so to speak, of, are going up. Mm. The value of it, whether it's shares of a company or coins within a cryptocurrency, are worth more per coin per share. And there's analysts out there uh, like Citibank. Morgan Stanley, uh, that predict Bitcoin being worth north of $100,000, specifically $300,000, mm. $400,000. Can I just say, within, that's a lot of hype. Within <laughs> the, the next 12 months. Within okay. this, no, that's a lot of hype. <laughs> within this bull cycle. I believe I believe crypto is going to hit 100K. It broke. And, and I, just the cryptocurrency's market cap broke $1 trillion mm-hmm. for the first time. Yep. For the first time. Yep. Ever. So history, again, has been made already uh, 2021. But this started, like you, you, like you mentioned, in December. But it also started when the SEC started investigating XRP. So you, you you saw that kind of bull run happen with big starting with Bitcoin and, and Ethereum. It started to to um, rise significantly right after you saw X, XRP being like investigated, delisted. Well, I think it was moving up before that. Mm. It was moving up before that. Um, <clears throat> it, I I believe Bitcoin broke its all time high, uh, twenty thousand prior to that, mm. and uh, I think. Uh, I mean, that's a major blow for those invested in XRP. Mm. Uh, it weren't, because when that news did come out, it did sink some of the other cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin kind of stalled out. It, it, it kind of broke the momentum mm-hmm. of the crypto world because everybody was like, whoa, wait, what the hell's going on? If the SEC is getting in this, uh, are, is, are the coins that I'm invested in, the other cryptocurrencies also impacted? I think that was the initial feeling for those kind of i guess what they call normies people that normies like corporate folks that's not hardcore into crypto but just kind of investing it as as a as just as a insurance as a just in case it goes wild like they have a certain mm. percentage of their portfolio 
albeit very okay. small. Not in, not not inter- institutional. Right, right, okay. right. So, and I think initially when uh, during the last bull run in 2017, most of the normies were heading into XRP. Mm. Okay. Right. So. Uh, they might have diversified. I'm pretty sure most people do within Bitcoin, other altcoins, and altcoins are basically anything that's not Bitcoin, <laughs> right? Um, so when that news hit, XRP took an extreme nosedive. Uh, I believe it was worth as high as seventy cents, seventy eight mm-hmm. cents, something like that, and then it dropped to the fifties. And then I think during with the news, it went as low as. 17 18 cents yeah around 20 yeah around right under 20 and i think cents. but what's crazy is like now it's back up to mid 30s yeah that's crazy to me like, i don't who know who else <laughs> no there's people saying that's market manipulation like some mm-hmm. insiders just manipulating that price but but the, the, i mean but the thing is like the scec is investigating we don't know for for a fact if it's going to be wiped out you know i'm right. sure the technology is still well, there uh, I don't think used. it'll be wiped out. Yeah, it's still there's, being, it's there's not too much being. money involved. I mean, it's still it's still the number four coin by market cap. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I think Litecoin took you know went into there for a hot second, but gave it back up as of today. Uh, I I don't think XRP is going to be wiped out unless the SEC is going full court press on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I find interesting? I think the guy, the head of SEC that that uh, put the lawsuit in front. Retired the next day. Well, that maybe that that was his crowning achievement, like for for retirement. What? Like, what, what was <laughs> the kind, point of that? It's that's, kind of suspicious, you know. That's a little weird. strange. Yeah, it's strange. Like one final blow before I leave. I'm going out with a bang, mm. and I'm going for this specific one. I'm curious as to why. What the hell happened inside? Like, mm-hmm. why did they choose? I mean, there's other altcoins that are pretty sketch. Yeah, and why did he choose XRP? top five coin the reason why this is being investigated is because they believe sec believes that um xr ripple should be a a security not a, a right cryptocurrency. because they yeah. used it to raise funds mm-hmm. and yeah. they profited from it yeah and the way and they cut deals with certain banks and sold it to them uh for cheaper price mm-hmm. uh, yeah. rather than below market value yeah so uh, they they found some things that they felt were sketchy and and i guess the ceo uh brad garlinghouse felt differently and he pushed back yep saying well just about other coins did this as well and uh this is completely normal in this space and uh, he has other arguments on top of that they can go deeper but there is a lawsuit still pending but the new what's interesting is the new administration coming in supposedly is very crypto friendly. Mm-hmm. So they may be eventually just have a settlement outside of the courts and that things will go back to normal business as usual. And they may be able to go on an epic bull run. That's, but it, it's so crazy to me that, um, okay, it's Bitcoin or not. Cause right. most people in the cryptocurrency, when we had Doug here, says he believes XRP is a scam coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, but I think it's going to go, if, if the lawsuit gets settled, yeah, and they're not battling with the government. I believe it'll rise higher than what the price is today at thirty cents. Then what happens to the people who um, that had already uh, XRP in exchanges? 
you know, a bunch of oh, exchanges, a bunch of, a bunch exchange, of exchanges delisted already delisted it, right? Or so there's a whole bunch of other lawsuits happening directly with those exchanges, right? The biggest one, Coinbase, right. recently delisted it. So what's going to happen with that? It's just so crazy to me. I get the investigation part, okay? Um, but it's not concluded. So nothing has been solidified yet. But why are these exchanges already not waiting for any results of the investigation? They just basically, hey. Because they don't want delist. no beef with the government. You, <laughs> you want know? beef with the government? You know? You Look, Coinbase, what, what are they about to do? Go public. Their IPOs oh, coming yeah, up. IPOs coming up, guys. Right. So Coinbase IPOs coming up. They're about to be a publicly traded company. Why would they want any smoke with the government? Why would they want anything, any friction? Of course, they're going to play ball with the government. Oh, you don't like XRP? Well, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll delist it. You know, they, they, of course, of course, they, they want to have a successful IPO. They have to look out for their own interests. Mm-hmm. Even though I think XRP makes up for over 10% of Coinbase uh, transactions. but Very small. 10% is significant for a company. Um, That's a significant number. Yeah. Actually, it could it could make or break a company 10%. Uh, mm-hmm. It could really, I mean, not break, but I'm, I'm, it, that's a major it's the, It was the top three coin in um, the exchange, right? Right. Yeah. But I think, I think the way they analyze is like, all right, people, if they're not buying XRP, they're probably going to move into Ethereum, mm-hmm. Bitcoin, or other cheaper uh, alternatives. Yeah. Which exactly what's been happening because right. after... The dust settled from what's going on with XRP. You see Ethereum, Bitcoin, and other altcoins rise heavily. Yeah, all the time. Like, holy cow. Yeah. Right? And and XRP kind of just stay within that that pocket Mm -hmm. between 20 and 30 cents, 35 cents, anywhere there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Who knows? But there's, you know, there's also rumors like this was an inside job where they're trying to get people... This is coming from one of my friends who is really hardcore XRP guy. Yeah. Um, got me to go, yo, okay, wow. You know, l- looking into XRP further, but uh, he thinks that... It's coming back? Yeah, that they're making you sell the... And it sounds a little crazy. I'm, I'm listening to myself repeat this, yeah. and it sounds a little crazy, but... I've seen crazier things happen. They're, they think that they purposely put this news out prior so that banks and larger investors can get it for a cheaper price before, you know, um, this whole bull run, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't go up with the other coins. They consume it at a cheaper price and then put it back. So they delist. Once it, that the theory is once it gets delisted from all these exchanges and it makes it difficult to transact in it that's when the lawsuit will settle and they have accumulated or filled their bags air quotes and then they'll put it back out in the public once the price is up that makes total sense um it's to me it's still a gamble you know that's pretty damn elaborate though it is elaborate but then it's it's been done you know pump and dump you know kind of schemes and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i think um there's a po- there's a possibility that that is the case it's just that when you invest into um, cryptocurrency, to me, it's it's still a gamble. Just absolutely, <laughs> just, absolutely. Just, you're you're betting that your horse is going to win the race. Yeah, you know. And prior to this whole SEC thing, I mean, XRP was that army was boy, 
it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely crazy. Now it's still it's still there, but I think that they've gotten a little quiet because they want to see how this plays out. It was the number two coin. I mean, Either that, a lot, of the, a lot of them yeah. at one point, but at it was one point, very, yeah. very short. Short, yeah. yeah. Um, and during the 2017 bull run, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a, at one point, people thought that XRP would take over the whole game. Mm-hmm. At one point, right? Especially the XRP army. But what I think... A lot of people did once the SEC news hit and all the other coins were rising and XRP wasn't rising with it. It was either staying still or going backwards. I think a lot of people said, you know what, as an investor, I'm going to make a smart decision until we get further clarification. We're going to sell our position or with the extra money that they have to invest, go into other other investments like ethereum bitcoin mm-hmm. uh i think cardano ha- had a huge shift um huge growth in their coin because of xrp a lot of the folks that uh were in xrp either sold their coins or transitioned it to mm-hmm. it, to uh cardano ada i personally transitioned i mean i didn't get into cardano but i did transition more specifically and focused on Bitcoin and Ethereum because I think I definitely the top two coins it's always been the top two and I think it's definitely going to there is going to be a bull run Um, I just I'm very skeptical let's give a prediction at the end of this segment oh okay Bitcoin I mean there's no surprise there it's a king it's I think it's going to reign supreme for a long time and Ethereum I look at it like it's the prince you know, it's it's right there. It's right there. When the king dies, will it die? Though? There will be a new I, king. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Bitcoin. The, it's it, it has think, the I oldest. Think, uh, uh, I think not technology. anytime soon. Yeah. I think it's gonna go bonkers. I think it's gonna break a hundred k. Right. Um. I, I I really think it's gonna break a hundred k. And and later on, I'll I'll share with you exactly where I think it will land within the next twelve months. But I think. In due time, eventually, Bitcoin will break 100K per coin. Ethereum, I think, will break all-time highs and perhaps even double their all-time high um, within the coming months, okay? Uh, And we'll give more insight into that later. And right now, we can explain why. So Bitcoin, I think, is a household name. You have MicroStrategy, Square, PayPal, huge institutions, Grayscale, mm-hmm. uh, VanEck, looking to build an ETF fund in, yeah. into uh, this space. And and even corporate talks of corporations taking part of their treasury treasuries out to convert into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. People's mothers, cab drivers. What? There's a whole market that has... They have an idea the, yeah. of what Bitcoin is. They may not know the ins and outs, but they have an idea of what Bitcoin is. They know that people transact in and now they don't have clarification whether it's a scam or whether it's it's something that's gonna, it's a lottery ticket uh, or a store of value. I mean, people have different perceptions depending on your knowledge on how much you've looked into this. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is that Bitcoin is the most popular coin for now. Yep. But what I think, I think Ethereum this year will be a household name as well. So you're saying that Ethereum is not a household name right now, just not, for the not general to the level of Bitcoin. The, for the general investor. Not the general to the investor. level of Bitcoin. Yeah. I think right now, I think Ethereum is more for people that are into crypto. 
Mm-hmm. People that are aware of the cryptocurrency game, yep. people that are building on Ethereum. I think those people are, or anyone that's invested in the cryptocurrency game got some Ethereum in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now, you, if you're talking about the people that are outside the game from the outside looking in or looking to get maybe one or two percent in their portfolio, just a little bit, they're not really looking at Ethereum as strongly as they possibly probably should yeah right i think with bitcoin it's just the household name it's the one that everyone's looking at it's the it's the shiny toy that's standing out right now yeah but what i'm saying is that right now i think i think ethereum is shinier but it's just Mm. covered right now not people aren't really seeing it because bitcoin's a little bit yeah it's like the truffle mushroom that's like covered in dirt i can't go into like an engineer could but if you look into it, you can just do. It's a lot more versatile, right? In terms There's of a lot of smart contracts, the and, the technology behind it, and the applications. Right. A lot of different uh, um, industries can can um, actually build on top of Ethereum technology. Right. Um, and it doesn't hurt that. Uh, I mean, not going back to Bitcoin, right? It, it doesn't hurt that uh, Elon Musk is saying that he'd rather get paid in salary in Bitcoin. And we have the the f- football player. Uh, he signed a contract. And they're paying them in Bitcoin. Oh yeah, that's right. I heard it's going that. straight into a cold storage. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard. I heard a lot of uh, criticism of that be- because of the fact that he's putting all his eggs in one basket. The fact that he's like all in, getting his salary. In. I'm not hating <laughs> on him. Maybe he sees the future. Maybe yeah. because you know what? I heard people talk a lot of shit about <laughs> Bitcoin back in 2013, mm. 2015, yeah. 2017. And because every time there's a new wrinkle to the game. Right, people are like, "Oh, come on! What are you stupid? What anything that's against the grain, you're gonna have everybody that's with the grain, kind of look at you in a funny way." Mm-hmm. So I'm not really against someone that's thinking against the grain. They're going, "Hey, I'll pay, you know, pay me in Bitcoin." You know what? There's a bar owner in New York City on the West Side over on 10th Avenue, right? He's selling two of his bars, and, you, and the deal has to include two bars. And as of today, he put it on the market and he goes, I'm willing to sell both my bars for 25 Bitcoins or 800 Ethereums. Or 800. 800 Ethers, yeah. Oh, ETH. Wow. Yep. He would not take any cash and basically basically take, willing, a, take some stock. He's willing, yeah, for you to pay him in, in cryptocurrency. Yeah. In cryptocurrency. He's, yeah, he's true. That's he the guy the who's super bullish <laughs> and putting all that. Yeah, look, cryptocurrencies is the future. Mm-hmm. I strongly believe it. I don't think these guys are making a, a terrible business decision. In fact, I think that they're the early adopters into this game. And if they are able to continue on this path, I think within five to 10 years, they would see monstrous gains. Mm-hmm. Monstrous gains from their decision to um, settle these payments in Bitcoin or Ethereum. I don't disagree with the fact that I think cryptocurrency is the is the future. It's just the value put on on the, the particular coins. The technology is going to change the future. I know that. But me being, I'm more skeptical about the value of the coin. Why? We had bull runs. We had crashes. I just feel like this will be another bull run. There will be another crash. Um, eventually, it will hit that 100K, 400K mark. Right, but they're you looking just don't at know the, the long game. There will be ups and downs. Yeah. But just like fiat currency, there's ups and downs. Mm. And right now, uh, 
fiat is going down with the printing of the money. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. there was just rumors that it's going to be another two to three trillion printed. Fiat money is not backed by gold anymore. That That's, that's, Never, hasn't been done since the 19 like 70s or something because the argument for for cryptocurrency or against it i should say is that they've they can make more print more or hit a button on a computer and generate more bitcoin ethereum or xrp and that's not true right mm-hmm. so but that same argument for fiat they can just go to the printing press and print out more money mm-hmm so what do you think if they're able to do that wouldn't that make your dollar worth significantly less yeah yeah that's why there's inflation so wouldn't you be scared if bitcoin if someone could actually hit a button and create more bitcoin in the market depressing the value of it Mm -hmm. that would be concerning wouldn't it wouldn't you sell your positions yeah so it makes sense to me that someone's looking at that in fiat and going, hold on, hold on. You can just press a button anytime you want and fill the market with all this money. Right. No, no, no. Fiat I need a, I need a proper store of value. Mm-hmm. Now, understand gold, silver, whatever, but wherever you want to put it, it's probably not a good idea to put it in a in an asset that is duplicated or, or replicated. It's being debased. Right. It's the value of it. It's, it's being worthless now is money worthless no but when you print it like that it's being worth less mm-hmm. oh that's a that's a bar well <laughs> that's 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 also how much do you um put a lot of faith into the government that's printing the money right so if you if you really know that okay the u.s government is printing all this cash which is true um but it's backed up by the U.S. government, so your your faith is really based on like, okay, is the government going to you know is strong enough to keep printing all this money? Because the U.S. is in debt, you know, uh, trillions of dollars in debt. So you, j- the cash is just a, a piece of paper that you have faith in, which can be used to buy things. Sure, but if you continue to print cash like that the value of the U.S. dollar is going to go down. And yep. it has been going down yeah, against other been, currencies yeah. around the world. Yep. So Americans are looking like, all right, so what if I want to transact or buy something? You know, the world is getting smaller with international e-commerce. People are shopping in China, France, UK, Australia, and vice versa. There's a lot of trade going on, import and export. And if I go try to buy something in Canada... And now the Canadian dollar is worth more or or whatever, an, another country's currency. And I'm going, damn, you know, what's up? how come it costs me more as a U.S. citizen to buy something more now? You know, so for them, when the dollar's down here, it might be good for them to and their dollar stronger or their unit of currency stronger. They the good thing about that for U.S. companies or anybody in a position is that now People from outside will want to come and purchase things in America. Right, their 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 uh, store value or their dollar is worth more here. Right, so it goes yep. further. So yep. essentially, they're getting a discount. So they may want to look into our real estate mm-hmm. yep. or um, e-commerce or whatever it is. Right, uh, maybe cheaper for them to purchase things, and that within itself could help 
the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. Just looking at a silver lining here, yeah, right. That within itself could hurt, could help improve more goods sold, more revenue being made in the U.S. Right, and at the same time, encourage more people to invest further into the U.S. economy, into Bitcoin. Mm. Right, yeah, because they're going, whoa, whoa, my dollar's worth less. Let me put this in Bitcoin. Let me put it in gold. Mm. But then there's a, I mean, I think last week gold went down significantly over 10% in a day. Yeah. And uh, I think because there's a, they, I think a lot of them sold their positions in gold and moved it over to Bitcoin. And a, and a lot of large whales in the game sold their positions in gold, Not maybe not all of it, but in or silver, and moved it into Bitcoin. I, I know that I, I know the the price for gold has has decreased, but as a smart investor, you want to diversify. You don't want to put your your. your so all, that's your, a micro strategy. Well, micro strategy. All in. Yeah, they all went all in. They bought like a, a Bitcoin from their investors. Yeah, for any investors in their funds that wanted to get out of Bitcoin, they bought them out. Bought them out. Yeah. And then they went on a bar on the market and bought some more, and they just had this whatever that guy's playbook is. I mean, yeah. So he more than doubled. So. Holy cow! There, there will be some crypto million billionaires, millionaires being made off this bull run. If he definitely. keeps up with this, it's going to be trillion. <laughs> yeah, depending. I don't know how 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 like how many bitcoins they have, but there's must mm-hmm. be a lot of zeros. Yeah, I think um, was it in the tens tens of thousands of bitcoin that they own now, right? Sixty thousand. Yeah. I I don't want to speculate, but I've I've read something where it's yeah around that number. So, what's your prediction? For- bitcoin. At its highest point in 2021, is going to hit Bitcoin. Uh, 2021, it's gonna f- it's gonna fall within the range of 80 to 100k. Now, for it to get to that 400, some analysts say like 400k. Um, honestly, I think it's hype. I don't think it's gonna do that in 2021. I think it's going to definitely. St- That's the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> yeah, the guys that I co-founded. Know, well, I think they co-founded Facebook, right? Or well, supposedly. they supposedly, I know there was a lawsuit there. yeah, they supposedly started um, a Harvard uh, networking site, which became t- came to be Facebook. They say, I think four to five hundred thousand dollars by twenty twenty one. I think so. Uh, you know, that's I think that's their uh, guesstimate. Uh, to me, is like oh, that's that's crazy. I think crazy that's a little, speculation. I think that's a little out there. Yeah, within the twelve months, I think that's pretty extreme. I mean, we're talking about that would what. Seven eight trillion market cap. I gotta look look at it to, to yeah. be sure, but that is insane. Bitcoin is here to stay. It's go, it's going to go all time highs. Um, five well, it's at all time high right now. Yeah. It's at forty thousand. I'm a, I'm a lo- I'm a long on Bitcoin. I want to have some in my portfolio. In five years, I think I think it's possible. Four hundred k. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Um, but um, within not this year, this year, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I wouldn't. I would say it can double from what it's I think that's, now. Like it's around forty now. I think it can definitely double by the end of the year. Eighty. I think it's going to hit eighty by the end of the summer. That's my prediction. Mm. All right, you heard it now. You heard it now. So, in fact, in fact, I think by the time we by the end of fall, I would say, and I'm going to go out here. I know it's going to sound crazy. I think Bitcoin. And I don't know. I don't own any Bitcoin for the record, as of now. <laughs> but I think that Bitcoin will be worth over two hundred thousand dollars a coin. Wow! By the end, and and I'm saying this not to try to make you buy any Bitcoin. 
I don't. You're just very bullish on on the tech. That, I think Bitcoin is going to be two hundred thousand dollars a coin. I'm a more of a diversified uh, portfolio myself. So, yeah. okay, what do you think about uh, Ethereum? Ethereum's tough. It's tricky because it hasn't hit all time highs yet. All time high, and I believe fourteen hundred, yeah, fourteen forty eight, fourteen fifty, and I think Ethereum will blow through it. Like once it does, I think as of now, I think the, by the end of the month, it's the, gonna, I think we it's were break it. about fifteen percent away from all time highs yeah. right now. Very close, and I think once it breaks that resistance and it blows through, I think FOMO is going to kick in. More institutional players are going to look in, and people that are looking at Bitcoin, they're going to see what the heck is Ethereum. And once they learn about that, they're going to become more fascinated and interested in Ethereum. I think end of this year, I think Ethereum easily four thousand mm. at its at its peak. I think I think my number will be so far off with Ethereum's prediction, but upwards. It's but I would say as and I'm being conservative here because I don't want to. It's like the price is right. I don't want to go too high. Yeah. Um, but I think four or five thousand with Ethereum. That's my guess. Four or five thousand, and with by Bitcoin, end of year, twenty twenty one. At its apex, yeah. Okay. And uh, end of year, and then I think Bitcoin. I would say two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand. It definitely will break all time highs by the end of this month. Um, I don't have a a new all time high. I just know that Ethereum is probably going to take over the market cap of Bitcoin eventually. this year. Not no this way. year, just long term oh, wise. Long-term I was like, wise. now that is I'm ballsy. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking like five to ten years, right? Uh, five to ten years, because yeah. I'm long on cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. but not all, not all crypto. Just basically the top two, Bitcoin right. and Ethereum. I think Ethereum. I agree with you there. I think Ethereum will one day, one day within our lifetime, take over Bitcoin as a mm-hmm. king. Yeah, I I honestly believe that. I think it's market cap. Yep. will take over. Yeah, there's just so many developers on Ethereum. And I know a lot of people are talking about other Ethereum killers. Like there's a coin called Polkadot. Um, Polkadot? Polkadot. As it's, a, it's within the top 10 cryptocurrency. Okay. I believe is ranked number seven right now. Mm-hmm. Eight. Um, and Cardano. No, actually Cardano's ranked number seven. Let me look it up. Uh, oh, I thought, yeah. Cardano's yeah. ranked number seven right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so surprised about Litecoin that is st- still on the board. It's crazy to me. Litecoin's number six. Yeah. Bitcoin Cash surprised me. It's number five now. Mm-hmm. So it it overtook Litecoin. Cardano's number seven. Polkadot's number eight. So seven and eight. The two Ethereum killers are ranked seven and eight. Wow, Chainlink pressed up too. It was at nine and, and Stellar is 10 with the whole. Stellar is a coin uh, similar in a way that it functions with XRP with its purpose, but it's, uh, I think it struck a new deal with Ukraine where mm-hmm. they're going to um, use that coin to settle funds and do contracts and whatnot, whatever they're doing there. And um, a lot of fascinating stuff, man. The world's changing right before our eyes. And I mean, within the top 10 coins, I think you could build a lot of, um, they're top 10 for a reason. Yep. So there's a lot of speculation. But I think the safest bet right now is Bitcoin and Ethereum. And with everything else, if you want to get into a cheaper market cap coin because you think it's going to give you a higher rate of return, you know, you're at a racetrack and you're picking a horse. You don't know which horse is going to win the race, but one of them will. Do you think Cardano has, will have the highest rate of return you know compared it, to it Ethereum seemed, and Bitcoin? It seems promising. Mm-hmm. It seems promising. I... But it is risky. I mean, as of now, there's nothing out there for Cardano right now that's live. 
February, by the end of February 2021, you know, they're, they're supposed to go live and have some things moving in April. There's something else. And I mean, I that's a whole nother segment that, yeah. you know, we spend an hour talking about. I th- it's, but, it's, it's like the ease of buying, right? Also, if right. it's easy to buy, Mm-hmm. It's the more more retail investors, like regular investors, are going to go be able to to purchase right. well, these cryptocurrencies. What's interesting about Cardano is that it's staked. It's as of today that we're speaking. It's the number one. It's the most decentralized coin. I mm-hmm. think with about, I think almost seventy percent of the coins that are floating around is staked. What does that mean? Staked. So staking is a process of actively participating in a transaction validation. So it's similar to mining or proof of stake in a blockchain. And on these blockchains, anyone with a minimum required balance of a specific cryptocurrencies can validate transactions and earn staking rewards. So when you stake with well, certain coins, I think Cardano, they're, 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 you could stake uh, your coins and it's not locked up. With Ethereum, you have to, uh, um, you have to stake a minimum of 32 you need to have a minimum of uh, 32 coins in order to stake Ethereum. And you get rewards. Mm-hmm. So essentially you get, uh, but it's locked. With Ethereum is locked. I forget what is the timeline for that, but it's it's locked for X amount of time. And you get a percentage of your Ethereum back to you. Kind of like interest rates. Oh, okay. Yeah. You earn rewards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and interest. Yeah. Maybe this is different, but I've heard that you can, you can have your uh, cryptocurrency still work for you by um, gaining interest, um, putting it into the market. Uh, so Bitcoin, any cryptocurrency that has value, mm-hmm. um, I think you can use a exchange called Coinify and basically uh, stake up. I don't but know. They if take this a percentage. Yeah, there was always like a percentage, you gotta be like a fee. You, I mean, these are it's your money. And you're getting a percentage of rewards from that treasury. And then now you have to pay somebody else for the opportunity to do that when you can go directly and cut out the middleman. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you don't need a middleman. That's what I'm saying. You just do a little bit more homework. But I know that some to some people, there's a block, mental block, and they're just fearful that if they stake it in a wrong way, that coins will disappear because mm-hmm. there's so many scams going on. Oh, yeah. So you have to be careful. When I visit these like Facebook groups and with crypto about cryptocurrency, I see so many scams going on. Or <laughs> even like, even in the comment section of any YouTube video, yeah, or any Instagram post about crypto, someone's always out there like, "Hey, send me send me one Bitcoin and I'll send you back too." I'm this famous S- person. Send me your transaction ID. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's, it's wild, man. It's wild, the scams that are out there. I mean, people people trying to get in your pockets. Yeah. You know, but I do think that the future of money is not paper. I haven't used paper dollars if I don't have to. Mm. And you know this. How many years you knew me? Yeah. I never carry cash. Whenever I need Every cash. Every time we go out, you're asking me. Yeah. If we go somewhere... <laughs> And they're like, hey, only cash. I'm just like, yo, Norm, you spot me a couple of bucks. Or, yeah. You know, I, I just don't carry cash. Mm-hmm. I, I just had this habit of not. So you're ahead of the game. And and I'm not, I'm I'm a little older too. You look at the young kids, mm-hmm. none of them carry cash. Yeah. Very rare. I know, rare. I know a lot transact. of people, yeah, they use Alipay, they use Apple Pay. Everything's electronic. On their phone, you know, tap it. That's it. So I think that's the future of money. I think the future of money is not built in paper. It's built in energy. That's why when I see Bitcoin and Ethereum and, and other technologies like that, I it coincides with 
the way I see the world moving mm -hmm. and it makes just it just makes more sense to me mm. in the way that this new world is developing and uh, make no mistake we are moving into a new world yeah I'm, I'm sure a lot of futurists are thinking exactly the same thing where they're thinking like there won't be physical money to for transactions anymore it's going to be all digital you know what I think would be next what I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that corporations are going to try to find a way to let's say bitcoin for example have a way that your wallet because your phone does everything gps whatever your news cycle your bank accounts it has literally everything in there your, your notes whatever you put your recordings your videos your memories your business card your whole identity yeah. right you can you can know every you go through someone's phone you know everything about them right probably better than they know themselves mm. right so you i think there has to be a phone whether it's galaxy pixel apple whoever they're going to try to create a wallet for bitcoin or whatever the cryptocurrency whatever is the king right or the popular one um where it's built into their phone or their ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So the what's great about Apple's ecosystem, what everyone talks about, why it's so hard to leave Apple because their ecosystem is just incredible, second to none, right? The way their headphones and Siri, well, Siri's not you know, the best, but uh, their home pods and, and their, their uh, Mac and just the way their iMessage especially and how everything talks to each other, it's amazing. I think imagine if you had your money in that ecosystem and you wanted to change carriers or, or change um, into a Galaxy or a Pixel phone. How, how difficult would that be? Because you have all your bills and all your payments and all your contacts stored. We you want everything in energy. one place. Right. Where we, ease of use. Everything's automated. Right. Yeah. So that... If we transition out the company to another company where we have to manually go back and do everything, put in the contacts, put in the electric company, put in... You got to sign up your 401k, it's a different company. Nike, yeah. whatever, right? I have to you know, save all my information and my payments and create this new number and all this crap. It's like, damn... You know, and it may not seem like a big deal for just one company, but if you got your friends and, and your electric bill and your favorite stores all locked in and it's got your coupons or whatever, however they integrate it, and, and whoever does that first, I think they're going to win the game in this next phase. I think that's the new breakthrough. Mm. I think that's the new breakthrough where they store your money because people are what? They're loyal to their money, right? They're not loyal to the company, they're going to be, oh, they are, but they'll be even more loyal to their money. Mm -hmm. And if your money is tied to their company, oh, that's a whole nother game. Mm -hmm. Whole nother game. If any company is able to, I think that's the next big thing. You won't be able to leave the ecosystem. You're locked in. I think it's it's been happening with Apple Pay, right? Isn't that how Google they, Pay, all that, right? Yeah. So, so they're connecting to all these other platforms that are being they're building to a use credit a transaction. card. Yeah. But it's not a big deal right now. I could leave Apple Pay. Yeah. Google Pay. It's not a big deal. It's like, okay, whatever. I would be pissed right? as a consumer. I'll be pissed like, oh, I have to use but your if your physical if your wallet is in there and everything's set on auto pay mm -hmm. and all your contacts are there and it's a one stop shop. Like right now I'm going everywhere. I'm going to my bank's app right. and then I'm going to Venmo. Like, what do you have? Oh, okay, I'll do this, I'll do yep. this. 
But there's going to be a universal language for money one day around the world. And when we make a trend, the world's getting smaller. That's, I mean, if, if you've been living under a rock, you don't see it. But if you, for those of you that haven't been living under a rock, the world's getting much smaller. Mm-hmm. We're going to be transacting and making deals on the other side of the world back and forth. Lightning speed, yeah. And it's not just going to be these entrepreneurs that are doing it, that are traveling to these countries trying to strike a deal. You're going to be, it's going to be a normal thing where we shop from this vendor in, in you know, China, Vietnam, you know, Australia, wherever, you know, Canada, right? It's, it's going to be a very normal thing. And there's going to be a universal currency because people are going to want something that's easy or universal way of paying instead of going, what's your pay? Is it Alipay? Oh, are you are you Visa? Are you mm-hmm. Mass? There's going to be something that's going to tie everything together within our lifetime. And if they're able to incorporate that technology somehow into your phone and simplify this whole system where the computer, everything is there, it's doing all the work behind the scenes and in front of you, it's just a simplified way for you to understand that transaction. You don't need to know all the ends on like a car or a computer. Or, or the internet, you know, it's way more complicated behind the scenes as an engineer, right? Yeah. But in your front cover, you all you know is that I step on a pedal and the car moves. Mm-hmm. And if they're able to make it that simple, which I believe they will, it's it's that's it. It's game over. I'm telling you, cryptocurrencies and, and the way, it just checkmate the whole game. You know, it's, you can't, can't cancel it. You can't, you just... It's just the way of the future. It's gonna happen. It's the moment. It's building that momentum. It's it's moving towards that future. It's of extremely exciting. And cashless scary. society, right? I mean, it's, it's already happening it's already in several happen- countries. Right, right, exactly. Not in just, Asia, it's it's a very cashless. Everyone society. pays through WeChat. Yep, WeChat. Right, um, and then uh, what was that um, country with Acon? Acon has an Acon coin. Uh, the, the, that's the, news. That's yeah, news. yeah. Is the that Nigeria? Coin. Is someone in Africa? And they settle everything in cryptocurrencies, mm. everything, and through his coin, right? And yep. even like the, they'll trade in coins too. Like for example, if um, his cell phone minutes mm. there, right? Uh, I forget which country it was. Ah, slip. It's like on the tip of my tongue, and I just. But they settle like, oh, I'll give you. I need some more minutes on my phone. I'll give you some of, you know, X amount of coins. Oh, so I they see. trade minutes for coins. And so there's different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. There's going to be... But there's a platform that, and, and that's and created for yeah, that and they're all going to... And what this does is going to cut out all the middlemen in between. So there's this saying, right? If you have to ask for permission for your money, it's not your money. Mm-hmm. You know, so right now, if you try to make large transactions, you have to get the okay from the middlemen to right. give you your money back. Yeah. So this is essentially cutting it out and where they make your money work for you 24-7. You don't have to wait three to four business days for it to clear. Yeah. Your money's right right there when you mm-hmm. ask for it. You make an immediate transaction. And they're gonna put they're gonna be able to do smart contracts where you may not even need an agent for a home. You know? You wow. get to look into it and it'll just transact. It'll have all the literature there in the smart contracts. Voting. Yep. They're gonna have voting instead of even though this huge uh, debate about um, voter fraud, the legitimacy of the vote, yeah. right? That's not even a conversation. If you can do everything on a blockchain, that's mm. not even a conversation. So the technology is there, 
It's just like, how do we implement it for everyday use? Like I said, it's going to checkmate the whole game. Yeah. It's going to checkmate the whole game. It's going to keep everything honest. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for that, for that day. I mean, some, some countries, like you said, are kind of moving towards that direction Mm -hmm. and their societies are, are just moving in a, crazy fast pace well i think u.s is a little way behind in terms of adopting something like that like even when you look at the mta like in different countries it's already you can pay to go through the toll with your phone but mm-hmm. in in new york city you can't do that yeah. but it's changing with right. the, the new uh the technology that they implemented in the turnstiles right? right i hope the u.s gets on it soon because the other countries are way ahead of the curve on this yeah well, they got a big head start and we're kind of just the laggards in this. Yeah. Even though right now, uh, for the average consumer getting into this game, they're early, they, they would be what people call early adopters. Mm. But when you look at it from a country standpoint, they would be the laggards. Mm-hmm. Because yep. the other, even developing nations, are investing heavily in this. And you would have third world countries at the end of this game be... One of the richest countries, probably top five, top three richest com- mm-hmm. countries, if this thing takes off and we don't do something about it. Yeah. It's inevitable. So who knows? They may make they may make US citizens they may give them a discount if you pay in Bitcoin. That's another thing they can do, right? Yep. If they say um you owe X amount of taxes, uh we'll give you twenty, thirty percent discount on on every you know bitcoin you give us in order to catch up with the game damn that's uh that's putting a lot of value on on cryptocurrency you get a discount on the on based on on the value of fiat they may do that yeah because they need they need more of it mm-hmm. if that becomes the store of value and we have less than other nations that's not good mm. that can't be good can it it depends if that's going to take over the the crypto space, you know. I see it happening. It's the technology mainly that's yep. going to drive the currency's worth. That's more exciting to me than So it's not the, the other way. Around. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's not that it's it, it's not that it's 4 or 500,000 dollars per bitcoin. Yeah. It's what it does. It's what cryptocurrency does the application of it. Yeah. That's going to drive its value. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.